Hello and welcome to the official podcast for INFS 2822 Programming for Data Analytics at the UNSW Business School. My name is Blair Wang. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the end of week three. I cannot believe we're already at this point in time. It just, the past three weeks have just flown by. It feels like yesterday that we were just starting out with uh, the Shell Starter Kit and getting to know how to process data with Python. And now here we are, having finished the entire introduction to Python software carpentry materials. Um, and hopefully by now you're all quite familiar with how to use Python and ZSH together, either in your Mac terminal or in Windows subsystem for Linux WSL. So what did we cover this week in week three? Well, it was actually a bit of a different balance between some of the theoretical concepts and some of the technical and coding concepts. Certainly to wrap up the software carpentry set, we had a look at the error and exception handling, but we also had a theoretical look at some of the quality assurance or QA concerns that we may have, especially as data analysts. On the technical side, we also had a look at how we can integrate Python and ZSH together whether through standard in and standard out and piping data around in the terminal, or of course, just being able to access CSV files in the file system, taking advantage of Python's ability to do that quite easily. Another thing which is probably still more in the direction of the technical side, but also I guess somewhat theoretical because we didn't actually go into the coding for this, um, but a discussion of how this term programming for data analytics in one sense can refer to writing code, programming, for the purpose of achieving data analytics in the sense that your code is processing data that's already been collected from somewhere, as is the case, for example, in the midterm, where you are to analyze Australian Bureau of Statistics census data, which has been collected for you. But also, on the other hand, we have the idea of programming for data analytics in the sense that you are programming, in the sense that we're looking at the profession of programming, building software, and how we design software, we build software, we do programming with data analytics in mind. We program for the assumption that we are going to do data analytics, programming for data analytics in that sense. And so we looked at this from the perspective of hardware and software and business models. In terms of hardware, I tried to show you folks my Raspberry Pi over the Microsoft Teams webcam streaming and how there's a HDMI port and how it's basically a computer that fits into the palm of your hand and it's something that you could buy some sensors and modules for it and start collecting actual data of your own, whether that's image data or environmental data like uh, humidity and temperature and so on. And as I explained in the lecture, one of the reasons I've been pushing doing Python in the terminal at the shell in the command line rather than something like Jupyter Notebook is precisely that I want you to be familiar with the Unix terminal because this kind of terminal shell scripting plus Python is pretty much how you would write the programming code for a setup that involves something like a Raspberry Pi. Now in terms of analytics and software, we looked at app analytics, both of course the really positive side that you know companies like for example, the company that our guest lecturer works for, Atlassian, designs their software with data analytics in mind to be constantly improving it and to be constantly improving the user experience. But on the other hand, there are also companies that uh, collect 
app analytics to extreme extent. And we also showed some rather shady examples of how some companies go as far as to record the contents of your screen. And so that is a form of analytics, but it's perhaps a bit too intense. And very specific visualizations, for example, the Sankey diagram, which shows the flow of user journeys from start to finish and the proportions of different types of journeys. And finally, of course, business models that some of the most impressive companies today are those that both, of course, design software with analytics in mind, but then also have code to be processing and analyzing the data collected as part of the analytics for their software, and then integrating this into a feedback loop where the behavior of the software changes according to how people are using it. And hopefully you recall that example of Waze, which is an app that I have on my phone that helps me drive safely around the city and I use it every day when I go to uni. We also talked about how to make sense of data, how interpretation works, and some of the theoretical frameworks that I would encourage you to have a think about, especially the hermeneutic circle, institutional logics, and sense-making, sense-breaking, sense-giving. If none of this makes sense, I do encourage that you go back and have another watch of the lecture recording, which is available on Microsoft Stream through the INFS2822 Moodle homepage. And in a similar spirit, in case some of you might have missed this, we did have our wonderful guest lecturer from Atlassian, a senior developer, Nara So, who spoke about a variety of things. The recording is the recording is available through the course Moodle. But one of the most powerful things that she spoke about was the issue of diversity. Here's what Nara had to say generally having a more diverse group and there are studies which show this show that they actually lead to a better outcome. I think probably another thing to think about is people just communicate differently and I think it's important to think about these things in terms of like who are you communicating with, what knowledge do they know, I guess whether or not like how they might prefer to communicate but also oh I might need to provide a bit more context into what I'm talking about. Nara's words here are so powerful because in a sense we look at things like programming and writing Python code and dealing with shell scripting, but at the end of the day, let's not forget the purpose of doing all of this. All this analytics is for the purpose of communication, for the purpose of making the world a better place. I think that's a very fitting end to module one. And with that, we just finished module one. Hooray, a third of the course is now done. So what's happening for next week? There are four things that I wanna make sure you're on top of before we go into next week. And they are, number one, the public holiday. Number two, the module one exit survey. Number three, your tutorial marks and the outstanding tutorial work from this week. And number four, of course, as always, the reading for week four. So firstly, the public holiday. As I mentioned in the lecture, uh, next Monday is a public holiday, and that means that we won't have the lecture as it usually stands, and also the Monday tutorial won't be on. And so all the materials for that would be made available for you separately, and between Tuesday to Friday, please go through it at your own pace next week. But of course, we do have this wonderful room booking on Tuesday afternoon, and I don't want to waste that. So that Tuesday tutorial time slot is going to be an open forum for everyone in the course. Uh, for students who are actually enrolled in that Tuesday tutorial, you are welcome to come to the usual classroom in person. But for everyone else, we will be opening it up online through Microsoft Teams. 
But if you're not actually enrolled in that class, unfortunately, we can't allow you to be in that classroom, but it'd be good to see you on Teams. And during this open forum, I really want to be guided by you folks and what you would like to spend that time on, whether it's going through the lecture material more thoroughly, depending on something you're struggling with, whether it's an open Q&A questions and answers type format, or maybe it's particular things to do with the tutorial that you'd like just a bit more attention towards. Whatever you feel is the best use of those two hours together. And of course, the recording Recording for that will be made available as a Microsoft Stream video afterwards. A lot of you will have noticed that much of the time I ask for your feedback around this kind of thing, wanting to be guided by you folks. Because at the end of the day, the important thing is that you're learning and we want to be fairly responsive in the course, fairly adaptive to what it is that your needs are. As I hope you all know, this is the first time we're running this course. And so we want to be guided by what you think has been helpful for your learning. And on that note, the second point, the module one exit survey. This is an anonymous survey through Google Forms. And I really would love to encourage you to please fill it out. It's anonymous. I don't know who you are. It is just running through Google Forms. Technically, you could probably submit multiple survey responses if you had the time and could be bothered to do that. It's kind of a similar format to the UNSW My Experience survey, but it's something where I want to sort of have this at the end of every module to get a sense of how we could already be changing things for module two based on how you found things in module one. What worked well? What didn't? And also just to let us know what things that you might still be struggling with. For example, a few students who are a bit less shy, who are more willing to do things like the consultation or to speak up in class have told me that they kept pressing the green play button in Visual Studio Code because they thought that's how you're supposed to run Python code. The safer way to do that is to run the ZSH command Python 3 and then the name of the script that you're running. But it's one of those things, as I said in a previous podcast episode, it's something that I could easily take for granted and maybe it isn't as intuitive for everyone else. So I'd love to encourage that kind of feedback. Let me know what's working or not working. I know there's been a similar confusion around like the virtual environments and what they do and, and is it similar to virtual machines? It's not, by the way, but you know, you get the idea. I'd love to encourage you to let me know how you're going, even if only anonymously. Third is just the tutorial marks and the exercise from last week. So the tutorial marks for weeks one and two are already up. Everyone got full marks in week one, um, but there's a few people who I think didn't get full marks for week two. And if you're one of them, please let me know if that's actually an administrative error on my part that I've entered the wrong mark or whatever, or if it's because you need more help. It's not a big deal if you didn't get the mark for the week two tutorial. It's an almost trivial part of your total mark for the course, but it's something where I want to use this as a checkpoint to incentivize you to be on top of your work, but also to check in if it's something that you need more help with. This week's tutorial exercise where it was a lot less to do with code and a lot more to do with thinking about data from a high level perspective and how it fits into the institutions that make up our society. Again, it's the kind of exercise where the actual mark for it is a trivially small part of the actual total mark for the course, but it's something that would really guide how you approach the group assignment, which actually is a summative assessment, which actually has a lot of marks attached to it. So please do take it seriously. I can see that most of you are, but I just want to make sure to the best of my ability, none of you are left behind. And then finally, the fourth thing that I want to make sure you on top of for week four is the reading <laughs> reading uh, it's more of a it's a youtube video and i hope it's it's a kind of a friendly way to introduce a lot of the concepts to do with the web aspects of things html css javascript these are going to be the foundations of module two which we're heading into next week so real quick the four things to be on top of number one the public holiday number two the exit survey number three your tutorial marks and your tutorial work and number four the reading for week four 
Again, I can't believe we're already a third into the course. I don't know about you, but even for me, it's such an adventure just to consolidate all these different kinds of knowledge about programming for data analytics. And I think for all of us, it takes us into a much better place to be ready for the 21st century. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And of course, as always, stay healthy, stay safe. This has been an episode of the official INFS 2822 podcast. Thanks for listening. INFS 2822 is a course taught at UNSW Business School. You can find out more about UNSW Business School at www.business.unsw.edu.au.